Welcome back to Stumps here on on uh, on all around the country, not on any particular station. Bryce McGain and Jordan Canellas with you. Good to be here with you this afternoon as uh, we uh, continue on talking about the Big Bash and uh, joining us on the line here on Stumps. Hopefully, we've got him there. Greg Shippard, are you there? Yes. Yeah. Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a subtly buster in in Sydney here. It's uh, Jordan Canellison, one of your old uh, your students, Bryce McGain, who's with me. Hello. Uh, to you, Bryce. Say hello to your old coach. Shippy, great to be chatting with you. And we catch you in transit at the moment. Uh, whereabouts exactly are you? Just landed in Sydney out of Alice Springs. And um, it's big suddenly buster, smoke everywhere. Um, yeah, tough conditions. Dangerous times too around uh, Sydney and all that. Uh, is, is everyone safe, I guess, in your squad? Um, they're, they're from all around the region there. Well, we did survive yesterday, Bryce, so that was a really <laughs> pleasing. It was 42 degrees, extremely hot and uh, difficult conditions for both sides and cricket being what it is. Um, we chocolates one one game and boiled lollies the next, so that was yesterday. Greg, uh, what have you made of your, your two performances so far? The, the first game uh, that you played in the season against the Perth Scorchers, the, the star of the show, um, Josh Phillippe at the top of the order. Everyone was talking about him after that game, but then um, yesterday against the Hurricanes um, didn't quite go the way you wanted with the uh, with Kaya Samed, the spin bowler of, of Hobart, doing the job and, and cleaning you guys up, unfortunately for you. But mixed results to start the season from the two games. Yeah, that's very typical of T20 cricket is the uh, nature of the game. You, you, you just can't rest on your laurels. You need to play good cricket consistently. Um, and Terrific first game, as you've suggested. Mm. Uh, yesterday, I was thrilled with our bowling effort to drag um, the, the Hurricanes back eight for 51 at the back end, but yeah, that should have raised some concerns with our guys that the pitch was quite difficult to bat on. And we rolled the risk dice too often uh, with our key batters, and uh, you know it was a disastrous uh, collapse in the middle of the order and very, very disappointing. So is that just around decision-making, or did the pitch actually have something to do with it where they just tried to get on top of it and maybe get some some easier runs uh, by going a little bit too hard? Oh, one for 47. We were beautifully placed. Um, just the next couple of batters needed to get us to 90 with just some astute cricket and didn't. And, rolled that, as I said, rolled the risk dice, didn't manage their innings well enough. Um, and what happens in this competition, if your team's playing quite well, your lower order don't get many hits. So they played like they hadn't had many hits. And uh, against a, a live little leg spinner who bowled and landed the ball beautifully, um, you know, he, he was all over us. Next time, what would you expect your players to do? I'm sure you would have shared a bit of wisdom with them after the game. Yeah, no doubt. We uh, We had a... <laughs> We had an interesting conversation and it was it was robust, but it was to the point and it needed to be said. So, um, you know, that we, we're happy to roll like that. Captain was particularly good also in that circumstance. Greg, what, what do you do? So you mentioned before, you know, if you're top order or if you're batting well, your top order normally stays in for most of the match. The bottom order doesn't get a go. How do you try and um, combat that or counteract that through the course of a season? Do you look to... <laughs> maybe rotate the order from time to time to let the lower order come up and maybe come in one or two spots higher? Or do you try and just stick with your guns anyway and just hope that they've practised well enough? If we were two or three you know, wins in the first three or four games, then perhaps you can play that game. But, uh, again, we need to make sure that their training and preparation, you know, they're really focused on 
the challenge and don't waste the ball in the nets. So, Shippy, has, uh, has the Big Bash changed? Like, obviously, we're into the ninth version of uh, the franchise Big Bash, and, and you coached uh, clearly with the, the Bush Rangers before that, winning four yeah. out of the first five titles. Has the game evolved so much now, uh, and, and what changes have you seen? I just think that the, the players are, you know, understand the challenges of the game better, even though you would suggest, suggest yesterday we didn't look like we had. Mm. However, the, the batsmen at the top of the order, the, the attacking nature is, is, is beyond what it was when it started. And, and the bowling groups, I think, are a lot cleverer, uh, just in terms of their matchups, in terms of their balls that they want to deliver to shut batsmen down. Uh, you know, they, they're doing a great job from a bowling point of view. So I think there's been great advances. They're uh, batting 360 degrees, hitting, as we're seeing teams, you know, prepared to roll that sort of dice from ball one. Have you evolved your coaching as the game has changed? Because you, you, you're primarily now a, a T20 uh, head coach. Mm. So have you evolved how you go about it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure back in the day with the Bush Rangers, you'd probably say step and hit it straight down the ground. But uh, as part yeah. of your throwdowns, are you getting the guys to paddle and sweep and, and oh, ramp yeah. and things yeah. like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, do you need to move with the, with the times and, and that's where the game's at and we're, you know, we've got 120 balls to score and, you know, 80, 80 scoring shots is the minimum these days to be successful. So you need to have the players of a, in a frame of mind to be scoring and finding ways to score every ball. So, um, you know, we encourage that. And uh, the cricket is still all about fundamentals, being able to deliver uh, the stroke or the ball that you want to bowl and get it in the area and to match the field that you're setting. So, you know, there's... It's cat and mouse going on all the time. Are there times, Greg, where you uh, will tell them, tell your players not to perhaps go out with the, the big, uh, you know, flourishing and ex- exorbitant shots right from the start? Does it have to be controlled how many times your batsmen play the sweeps and the paddles? Do you have to sort of control that, yeah. that creativity? No, we don't really get involved that you know, that much. We have combinations of players. If you think of Hughes, who's a perfect foil for young Philippi, who does play quite freely, and, and that's his nature, and that's his batting personality, and uh, he's done particularly well with that. Uh, we've got a few more calmer guys through the middle in Vince and Moses Enriquez and Silk. So, you know, each team has those sort of combinations. To, to get the job done, and normally we've been a really reliable team in chasing, so it was disappointing for the group that we delivered that performance yesterday. Shibby, leadership is so critical in T20, and, and captains can really win and lose you the game, can't they, just with their, I guess, their decision-making, the strings mm. that they pull and the strategies and their ability to, yep. under pressure, cope with that. Are, are there some, some leaders that you go specifically, boy, he really gets the game, and uh, that's a big advantage for that team? Well, as you know, I was very fortunate to have Cameron White as our captain of the Bush Rangers through those early periods of T20 cricket. And he was what I would describe as not a good captain, but an elite captain. And I think in Moses Enriquez, we at the Sydney Sixers have that same sort of guy, as you said, know when to pull the, the, the fielding moves, the bowling moves, how to read the team uh you know he's an outstanding leader but in as well we've got jason we've got silk and hughes also uh to provide you know leadership backup and 
I'm thoroughly impressed with young Tom Curran as well from England, who at 23 or 4 just brings amazing leadership to the table. Well, that's good. You've got leaders all around your group to to help guide and, and hopefully pull the right strings. What's going to be the next move for the Sixers? What's coming up? And uh, what can we expect after being one-on-one? Uh, fly back. We just landed in Sydney and we're playing the Heat tomorrow. So it's a jam-packed schedule, um, which I've made some comment around as well in the early phases. Uh, but let's let's take on the heat tomorrow. See where we go. Hopefully we're two and one. What is it? On Christmas Day and play on Boxing Day. So it's it's all happening. So it is flat out and it's in and out. So there's not a lot of I guess game preparation and get your head around and have a day's rest or or whatnot. Um, what have your comments been around that that type of scheduling? Well, I really would have thought that the best preparation for players in the competition would be where scheduling could to have a two-day break between games. So where we travel today, we don't play tomorrow. So that basically was where I was coming from. Is that, Greg? Is that uh, is that noticeably different from last season, where they've the Cricket Australia have, have condensed last season's schedule to be yeah. in a tighter time frame than than this season? Is that more noticeable this time around? Oh, absolutely. Last year we had some four, five day breaks, one seven day break, which was over the top. So I can understand that they wanted to narrow the schedule, but we probably uh, narrowed it by a, a week. In terms of, uh, you must be a pretty proud guy. Obviously, you're coaching, you're focusing in on the sixes. We understand that, but you must be pretty proud yep. as well. A couple of players that you coached are now coaching against you in David Hussey with the Stars and Michael Klinger with the Renegades. How, how does yeah. that make you feel, other than old? Oh, yeah, well, very <laughs> very old, that's what it, what it means. Uh, but, yeah, look, I'm delighted for them to see them come through. And uh, as well as those two you mentioned, who I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting in the competition, that, you know, interacting with Brad Hodge in the media yesterday and the last couple of games he's been away with us and, Andrew McDonald coaching for Australia. So uh, Cameron White's probably putting a playing coaching role in South Australia there. So, yeah, look, it's, it's pleasing that to know that uh, I guess they've been given my foundation of ideas. Then they can play off that and do it their way. Yeah, look, do, do you still uh, keep in touch with him in a bit of a mentoring role? Does that continue as part of uh, what you do now? Yes, I do. I talk to... Um, David and others around coaching and uh, and Maxie Klinger and I are due to have a coffee whenever we do get a spare moment. Is that something that you think is a bit of a gap in coaching in Australia? So, sorry, can you repeat that again? Yeah, do you think that's been a bit of a gap in terms of the mentor roles, the ongoing part of it? Uh, coaches just seem to get into a role and, and, and continue on. Do you, do you think there, that there can be more done for the coaches to help them with their, their career and their growth? Yeah, absolutely. That is a great opportunity for Cricket Australia or indeed the States. And I do play that role in for Cricket Victoria with our coaches of the elite youth program. So, um, it's, you know, they're a step ahead as usual, the Victorians. But more globally around Australia, that that is a great opportunity. I call that the coaches' health check. So um, I, I look forward to run a little program around those sort of issues in the future. Greg, are there opportunities for coaches to um, come into assistant coaching roles and have a, a major impact? I know with 
footy, for example, and footy might be a bit overkill because it seems like there's 10 or 20 coaches in a coach's box in an AFL match, but do the coaches in cricket, the assistant coaches around the state teams and the 2020 teams, do they have maybe the same impact and input as what other sports might have? If the head coach is a wise head coach, then they have a massive impact. So, you know, I'm very pleased with Andre Adams as our bowling coach up here and Gavin Twining, uh, from a batting point of view, have, have a super impact with our players in preparation and also yesterday in strategy break. How do you go about selecting your coaching staff? Uh, well, I, 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 again, up in New South Wales, there's some coaches that were in the system up here who were in, I was encouraged to use and I was pleased to use them. So, um, you know, I'm essentially using a New South Wales-based coaching panel. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, how does this sit with you, Greg? You've got enormous respect around Australian cricket. Um, are you comfortable with the title of Australia's Cricket Yoda, as in the wise person to actually implement and lead the players? How do, how do you feel with that? Uh, well, I'm not sure how to feel about that. I'm happy to just share, I guess, my experiences. Um, I guess I started in 1977-78 at this first-class level and still chugging along. So I've, I've seen every generation and lots of decades. So... Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to continue to provide, you know, ideas and advice to whoever wants to listen. Greg, are you able to hang on the line? We need to get to a break. Would you like to stick around and have a, a bit of a broader chat about Australian cricket after this? Um, I'm in a difficult situation at the moment. So um, I'm in this, yeah, I, it's difficult to explain where I am at the moment. Well, that's okay. We can finish it up here then. Bryce, I know you wanted to ask Greg a few questions about the Australian setup and cricket in Australia in general? Yeah, we might get back to that another time, another Greg. Time? We right. really appreciate you um, giving up your time. You're obviously in transit at the moment and, uh, and and looking to get home safely. So we, we really appreciate it, Greg, and good luck for the rest of the tournament with the Sixers. Um, we look forward to more success coming your way. Yeah, thanks very much. It's been great to be on Stumps. Uh, it was a show I listened to all the time when I was down in time of year so uh, good to see you still moving forward fantastic thank you very much greg cheers greg shippard there the coach of the sydney Sixers in the big bash league one win and one loss from the first two games of the season and on to the brisbane heat next we'll take a quick break here on stumps jordan canellis and bryce mcgain with you and uh, we'll chat about things after this and maybe look ahead to the boxing day test too